Hello, 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 hello. This is your girl, your diva, Sasha, coming into you live for another episode of Night Talks with Sasha. So, tonight, 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 let's talk about it. First of all, this show was going to be done in January. If you're on my social media anywhere, You've probably seen my post, but if you're not, I'll give you a small synopsis, a quick shot of what happened. The show is going to air um, January the 27th. It was going to be my first show back. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. i do this for my bae. I want to get this show. I want this to be what I stand on and let everyone know that even though I am, that he's not here anymore, that the um, the show will go on. Excuse me for the pun. But um, so it just, everything that could have went wrong in that time, that night went wrong. On top of the fact that I was sick, had a sinus infection, could barely talk, sounded horrible, could not get this um, sexiness that is Sasha. Um, couldn't bring that for you. So uh, just a lot of stuff went wrong. Um, put it on the back burner, tried again, licked my wounds, like yelled and screamed, cried a little bit. Like, ugh. I was so embarrassed. Um, but then, you know, a couple of friends, my co-hostess, she was like, hey, you're going to get this. You're going to do it. Don't worry about it. Um, we're going to come back. And I hope that you listen to the show February the 12th. I went full force into that show getting everything together for it, making sure that that was the best showing of Sasha and Night Talks with Sasha and Sasha Certifiable Diva, along with my co-host is Mrs. Swing. And it was good. So, here we are. Some other personal shit has went on, but that's that's for a later time. Tonight, tonight is about Matt Rice. So, I hope that you come on this journey with us. Find out a little bit about Max Rice. Um, you may not know him as Max Rice. A lot of people knew him as Michael. Um, I got to call him both. And a few other other things. So you're going to get a little piece of that while we honor him, who he was, and what he was to us. Um, so I'm going to bring in Swing. And um, she's going to... Hey, Swing, you there, Mama? I'm right here. All right. So... 
tonight is the night. You ready? You you good? You good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Most definitely. Okay, great. Um, a lot of people, you and um, Max work together. How long did you do your show with Max? It was probably about three years. Maybe. Yeah, well, I, Cause yeah. I, yeah, roughly three years. He hit me up yeah. on, I think, either Space. No, he hit me up on Twitter, I think, and asked me about an interview because I was just coming out of this way and dumb enough, you know, on Twitter and everything. And he asked me if I wanted to do the show, and I was, like, really excited to do the show, even though I didn't get paid. I'm like, I don't care. I, I need the exposure. Yeah. So he hit me up. We got everything together. He was very professional. He wasn't mm-hmm. rude. He wasn't nasty or anything like that. So we talked about everything. We kept in touch. We did the show, and the show turned out really great. And a little while after that, he hit me up again and asked me that I want to co-host the show with him. And I was mm-hmm. like, really? You know, he wanted to do a show with me. Mm-hmm. And so he kept with me. We kept doing shows and doing shows. And, you know, we, we, we went through hardships together of getting people to do the show. So he never yeah. gave up. That was the best no. part about me. That, you know, about him as that the fact that he never gave up. He always had hope for the shows and you know, try to get people there and try to encourage people to be there, which is which is very rare. That you have someone, but, well, for me anyway, it's very rare to have someone who's focused on business and building things up without wanting anything in return. So we had yeah. a great working relationship. We had a great personal relationship. We, you know, got on to each other when we didn't hear from each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I learned about his love for you and his dedication to you. And, you know, it was great. You know, just being his friend was great. And yeah. being his co-host was great. I mean, it was a great relationship that I wish could have gone further. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's how um, we met. Because we actually, let me get our other our other guests in, and then we'll get right into everything. Good evening, beauty. Good evening. How are you this evening, love? I am actually doing very well. I have a little bit of a sinus issue going on, so my voice is a little bit raspy tonight, but I am here. Okay. I'm excited to be Everyone here. Everyone has a sinus infection. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's the, it's the it's weather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is. And our brother has one it's right crazy. now. He sounds like Chewbacca. Oh, oh boy. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's, uh, he's bad, then. He's real bad. Um, yeah, he's a college professor, too, and he sounds horrible. Oh. Well, we're going to... Um, and beauty, you know, jump in whenever you want to. Um, let me ask you: When did you meet Max Rice? Oh my goodness! Actually, it was probably close to eighteen years ago. Um, really? Yeah, we we knew each other for a very long time. Um, we weren't very close friends, but we were friends that. You know, when we did get in touch with each other, the conversation was always great. He always had great ideas for his shows and the shows that he was going to. And he was very creative, very, very creative man, very funny. 
and I did mm. actually get to do a show with him more recently in the last, I think it's been in the last year, um, well, year, a little over a year now. It was before um, he passed, of course. Um, but I was on the show one time, and we just talked so much that he said he was going to have to edit the show down because we would always laugh and just talk about <laughs> random stuff. And he was always coming up with new business ideas and did I want to help him out with this and help him out with that. And then, of course, we talked about you. And he just he just was a wonderful person with a great spirit. He was. He was. Very. Um, we met in 2012. Um, and actually, Beauty, you, he, and I did a show together. Um, it was, I think it was like 2013, somewhere around in there. Um, oh my goodness, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Because, <laughs> um, I, I took over for, um, his co-host he had. G Man, you remember G Man? I, I do. He was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> I took we were over. We so funny together. They were. They were hilarious together. Um, he couldn't get in. He and G Man, you know, they needed. He said, um, "We need a woman on the show." <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> He's like, "We need a woman on the show." Like. Oh, okay. What kind of show? Because I had never, I had never heard of internet radio, and um, he asked me to co-host with him, and um, that's how I got into it. Um, I did my first show. I remember the first show that we did. We interviewed Supreme Diva. <laughs> I remember that. And wow. um, she was talking about ass and her hips were in the World Guinness Book of World Records. Wow. And I was like. That's something. Yeah, and I was like, she's lying. And I, I forgot that I was on air, you know, because I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't used to it. I was like, I just said it like real low and it picked it up. And he was like, nah, she ain't lying. <laughs> he just busted me out. He was like, nah, she ain't lying. It's really in there. And she, and she got mad. Yeah. And she was, it, it didn't take anything for her to get mad. <laughs> Oh, what a great interjection Yeah, her and Max had been friends Like she had been coming on the show for a while And then he said Because you know Y'all know how Y'all know how he was He was a Gemini all the way Mm. And he had that Mm -hmm. other side of him And I nicknamed it Mr. Asshole (laughs) <laughs> I did And he took it And he ran with it And and he was like 
I like that. You know, you thinking you saying something to somebody and they're going to be like, oh, I'm acting like an asshole. I didn't realize that, babe. I'm sorry. (laughs) Max Rice? I like that. I'm going to start using that. Miss, I'm going to add that to the rest of my name. The Black Dr. Phil. Max Rice. And and then the Porn Pusher. I'm like, Porn Pusher? Yeah, I'm going to add that. So neighborhood, then I added the neighborhood porn pusher. And he was like, the neighborhood? I'm like, yeah, you pushing porn around the neighborhood. I like that. I like that. You're good. And so a lot of the stuff that a lot of people don't know, and I'm going to tell, a lot of the stuff that he started doing, I don't know if y'all ever noticed it, but the way that his promos and the and the wording and how it was the little catchphrases and things like that that was me <laughs> ah, all right <laughs> i would write a lot of his stuff and he's like you want me to tell everybody i'm like no baby i don't need you to i don't need that you know because i was just i was happy to help him you know that he wanted that he took my advice, you know, that he he was receptive of what I said because I'm like, you've been doing this forever. But, um, yeah, that was the first show that we did was in 2012, and it was Supreme Diva. And I co-hosted for about a year and a half almost. And then I told him, I said, I want to do, do my own show. And he was like, okay. Go ahead. And now we were just friends then because he was in Connecticut and I'm in Georgia. And I was like, I don't do long distance relationships. (laughs) (laughs) And um, he was like, yeah, that's a a little too far. (laughs) I'm like, I agree. It's a little too far. Um, So, yeah, that's how, that's how we met. That's not how we got together, but that's how we met. I'm like, well, I'll just be your friend. <laughs> he was like, okay. <laughs> I like friends. I have a lot of friends. I'm like, okay, good. So that was that. But you're right. He absolutely, he was so creative and and a charmer. He was so charming. Um. Do y'all remember Christy Love? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They used to have this beef with each other. She had a beef with a lot of people. Yes, I know. <laughs> she was a very powerful woman, and she was very hard to get close to. Yeah, well, okay. she was. Well, in she the had later a powerful years. Personality. Yeah, in the later years before she passed away. Her and Max Rice were like peas in a pod, y'all. They were the best friends. They were. And once Mm -hmm. you break the outer shell, you can get in there. That's why you really got to understand people. People are assholes Mm -hmm. for a reason. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And um, she would come, you know, she started doing little segments on the show. 
And then she, those run the time that um, she was on YouTube and she would do her, uh, she was doing her YouTube show. And he encouraged her to do it. A lot of people don't know that, but he did. He encouraged her. He told her, you know, you got a lot of say. You got a lot to say. You should be on YouTube, you know. And um, she came on the show once and said, well, thank you, Max. You know, you really helped me. I didn't used to like your ass. (laughs) 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 He was like, yeah, I know. That's what a lot of people say. Then it's my charm. And, you know, and like, before, like when she passed away, he was like, um, he was really sad, you know, when she passed away. And he was like, man, I was like, what's wrong, Christy? You were my friend Christy Love? I'm like, yeah, she passed away. I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, he took it really, took it really hard. Um I had just seen her show and then found out she had. Yeah, because she was on. Like, um, damn. Yeah, she was doing a um a reality a reality show. show. Yeah, she okay. just got. That lady tried to put her down. She didn't even let that happen. Yeah, she shot that bitch in her tracks. I'm not unhappy. Yes. You can't make me unhappy about how I look. I'm happy about how I look. Yep. Hmm. Yep. And You're going to have a heart attack. You're going to have a heart attack. Yep. I, we even saw when she went on, um, what's that show, the Double Divas about the women that did the bras and stuff? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Christy was on that show. She came to um, JG Adult, BBW Adult Radio and talked about her time about being on there. Um it was another woman that was on that show. Her name was Norma something. And she was in the world Guinness records for having the largest bosom. Oof. Okay. And Max knew her. He was like, oh, that's we were watching the show. And I was like, you got to see this woman. She has the largest, like her bosom. She had a, a a big wallet. She had a full size wallet and a bottle Dang. down in her bra, and you could not even tell. And he looked what? at her. Yes. If she's on Facebook sometimes, she's shoving shit before she goes to the club into her bra under her tits. I mean, she, she could fit like everything up in that motherfucker. Oh, like, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, Max saw her, and he was like, oh, that's Norma. Yeah, she, yeah. That's what he said. He said just like that. That's Norma. Yeah, she, yeah, she do shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, just like matter of fact, yeah, that's Norma. She do shit like that all the time. Yeah. They must have paid her. She don't go a lot of places unless she get her money first. (laughs) Mm. And all this time at BBW Con that I kept missing going to BBW Con. Yeah. She was there too. I missed out on a lot of shit. Yeah. He wanted me to get a booth at BBW Con, but I just couldn't do it. Yep, he did. Um, I missed out on that opportunity. 
Yeah, he went there. He went to the um, BBW Con a couple of times, and then he even went to he went to the AVNs once or twice. Yeah, he did. Oh, I missed the okay. BBW. He out. He was trying to get me to go to BBW Con every time, but I'm like, I just can't be in there all day long with people, and nobody knows me yet. But it's one of my regrets. I'm like, we'll go one day. And we're talking mm-hmm. about BBW Cam House which I missed out on as well. I had an interview with the BBW Can House, and we talked about it over and over again. Y'all, yeah, you should do it. You should do it. You should do it. Like, oh. Yep. Yeah, he, um, and even one of the guests that was supposed to be on here tonight, she was, um, um, Sexy Bang. Um, it was, it used to be her and her friend, and her, you know, they were, one was, May is a light, she looks white, but she's a black woman. And uh, she had another friend, her best friend was a dark-skinned black woman. And they used to call themselves, I can't remember what they called themselves, black and white or something like that. Mm. But they came on the show and um, (laughs) I kept calling them the wrong thing. (laughs) <laughs> I said, y'all should name y'all Black Mama, White Mama. <laughs> yeah, they take a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he looked at me and he was like, why you say that? <laughs> They were waiting on this stuff was in studio. It was on the air. <laughs> Even that they went in the studio with you. A fight just broke yeah, out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they they were not they were not happy. Um but I thought it was a good name because, you know, there was a movie called Black Mama White Mama with Pam Greer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They did not go for that. No, they didn't. (laughs) They did not not go for it. They they were like, what? Now, May, she was like, that might be a good idea. And then her friend, (laughs) she got that friend's name, her, her real name was Sarah something. Can't remember, but they've both now they've both had weight loss surgery and um and then I remember I remember when that trend started and um Max was like, Well Oh well, that's the end of the BBW reign. I was like, <laughs> What do you mean? He's like, Hell, everybody losing weight. <laughs> How you gonna have BBW if if all the BBWs are losing weight? I'm like, well, maybe they doing it for their health. They ain't doing it for their damn health. They doing it because they want to get more money. <laughs> he was adamant about that. He was. He was offended. I can picture well, I, I mentioned that. weight loss surgery for my health before, and he was like, like, never mind. I just think can do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And and I did the same thing. I would say he get I mad. Said, he, he he would get mad. Like mm. he don't give a damn if I need you break when I walk. You fire just the way you are. Yeah. <laughs> I can't walk no more. You're fired. Okay. You all right. <laughs> Just bring it through. Put it through. I yeah, completely hear work. him saying that. <laughs> You'll be okay. Yeah. Well, all right. But I'm getting too, I'm getting too big. No, you're not. Yeah, if I wanted a skinny woman, I would have went and got me a skinny woman. Well, there you have it. Excuse me. Yeah, really. But I'm trying to do this for my health. But that's what Just don't lose your size. Um, the size is a problem with me right now. That's the biggest issue. Don't lose your size. What am I supposed to do then? Just lose everything else? But yeah. <laughs> my yeah. size is killing me. That's my yeah. that's my least favorite part of me. My 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 stomach, you know, my stomach is getting too big. It's okay. I as long as I love it, I care it for you. It doesn't matter. I give you a special bag for it. Care it for you, me. Yeah. That's one thing. He was a dedicated BBW lover. Yes, and those are the hardest women. Like they, mm-hmm. they they catch two pounds going off. They got a problem, mm-hmm. and they watch it. They notice it. Like you lost mm-hmm. three pounds. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> My hands almost touched each other. What? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because I, I went to an SSBW was... group one time to promote, and I was not big enough to be in that group, and they made sure I knew it. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. damn. Get out of here. I'm fat as hell. You know the SSBW? Yes. They told me I need a real lead. Now it needs to be in there. I put in a uh, picture of my face and everything. What? No business, lady. You just like the body. You just like the body too. You know to go with the fact. You know you just are big enough. If I can't put my whole arm, if I can put my whole arm around you, my finger touch, you're not big enough. I'm like, well, I'll be damned. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't get no right coming out of my head. I just excuse myself in this group. <laughs> I can, I can believe it. I was I embarrassed and proud at the same time. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> I ain't know what you want to be happy about or upset about. I'm like, I'm just happy about it. I'm fat as hell, but not fat as hell. Okay. Exactly. Thank you for clarifying that with me. <laughs> My thighs ain't rubbing around, walking around each other. That's, oh, okay. You ain't getting you no sparks when I mean, you walk in getting corduroys. You ain't getting mm-hmm. enough heat up. Exactly. Man, let me realize that. <laughs> My thighs ain't starting fire, so I'm, I'm still good. Yep. If I can still see my my pinky toe, I'm still good. Mm-hmm. If I can reach down and touch my feet, I'm <laughs> without passing out, you're still good. Yep. <laughs> if your pinky toe can touch one of your ankles, you're still good. Mm-hmm. Well, and they don't want to see none of that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I, I'll never. If you're not out of breath coming from the bathroom, you're not big enough. Yeah. I never forget we had a um. A feeder, um, um, a, a eater on the show. I will never, ever date one of them motherfuckers. Girl, mm. I was just, I was, I was sitting there listening to this woman, and he kept looking over at me. He was like, his hand would go on my chin, like, close your mouth. <laughs> 
what the fuck you looking at? No, sir, no. You ain't gonna see yeah, me in my sleep. Like, Wake up in the middle of the night, go into the go to the bathroom with a phone in your mouth. No. Mm-mm. Just keep on Mm-mm. drinking this. No. Mm-mm. And then they have to eat real slow on camera so that you can watch them eat all that. I said, I would yep. never do a foodie video. No. I'd be I'd, I'd be mm-hmm. had a trophy in the middle Never. They want you to drink Crisco. Here, let, let the top of this Crisco. Just put the thing in there, put it in your mouth. No. Yeah. Like, and then what got me about this this particular show, this woman on there, she was an eater, but her feeder, he had broke up with her, but he was still feeding her. What? That's what they really in that shit for. Fattest people are the best people in the world to have as a fan. Because a fetish, they don't care as long as they get to see you do that fetish. They don't yep. care. If you ain't with them, you still beat their ass on Tuesdays because they order that fetish. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. All the animosity is gone as long as they get their fetish. You're absolutely right. Well, ladies, I have learned as something as as this evening. As long as he can stick a, lot, a raw sausage in her mouth, he all right. He didn't have her eating raw food as of yet. I don't know. I'm what is that? No. Couldn't the frosting real slow. Yeah, and he had her doing shit like that. And I'm just like, uh, are you serious? I guess you still have to be healthy to do that a little bit. Yeah, because she was like, lady, she was on the beginning. Yeah, this this girl was too. This young lady was too. She was like, yeah, start at size twenty and go up. Yeah, and they want to watch you gain weight. They want to watch you mm-hmm. be on that scale and weigh more mm-hmm. and more every day. I'm like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Really? That's my face. I will not do. Yes. Yeah, that's my face. I will not do. Yes. It it it's amazing, mm-hmm. beauty, how the feeders mm-hmm. and eater shit goes. It's mm and normally they're very it like too much work. The, the, uh, yeah, it, it, it is because you gotta eat all day. You eat a whole big ass plate of food all day, the whole pizza in one setting, and just eat stuff on camera. Turn the camera on to start eating stuff and drinking stuff. It's just too much. That's I could never. Mm-mm. I'll do foot fetish all day, but I cannot do booty fetish. Stomach fetish is fine, but not the foodie stuff. They want to eat everything. Everything. Mm. And they and and they what have no problem going to get it for you. Nope, they'll feed you wow. all day. They'll buy you all the food you want. All your bills will you be paid. They will pay for your life not to get cut off. So they can watch you eat this food. Mm-hmm. And I had heard it was a fetish. A it is a fetish. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it to is. cut you off. I knew no, it was yeah. a fetish, Everybody, but I, every part of your body is a fetish. Yeah, but I just never thought it was that. I mean that's that's a lot of that's a lot of work. Yeah. Yes, it is. On both mm-hmm. ends, that's a lot mm-hmm. of work. Yep. Yep. Hmm. They are very it's easy because it's just eating, but no, it's not. It's all fetishes are no. hard work. Um, so they want to see them all day long. A feeder, hmm. um, they that's what they'll like if you get to the point where you can't physically do anything for yourself, that feeder will take on that responsibility of taking care of you as long as you are still eating. 
Wow. Yeah. And a lot of big girls get stuck and get tricked into relationships with guys who like mm-hmm. to watch their gain weight mm-hmm. and like to go out to eat and like mm-hmm. take them out to eat and watch them eat stuff. They don't even realize that until it's too late, until they try to lose weight or something like be healthy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then they realize that they're in a um, they're in a fetish relationship without knowing. It. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But you got to look for the signs. Oh, I tell all the women that get make you do um, shows and stuff, you have to look for the signs to see if you're in a real relationship or not. Yep. Wow. Because you're wondering, why we only eat when we go places? No reason. Oh, baby, I just yeah, like to watch you. Yeah, we were trying to watch the movie and they got a sneaker ball in your mouth. Like, yeah, yeah. And then And then they'll get shit like, um... You know the the king size candy and and shit like that. Yeah, I. Oh yeah. And then it's finally, oh. if you lose weight, we breaking up. If you get in a small, I'm gonna make a, we breaking up. I, I ain't yeah. want no big one. I ain't want no small one. I ain't want no this. Yeah, they'll break up with them. And yeah. Like, I was in a relationship with a fetish man and didn't even know that shit. So you literally cannot lose weight, or they'll break no. up with you. Nope, they will nope. leave you. They will leave you. Wow. So save your life, you better lose weight. You better get the fuck out of that relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and wow. you have to, you have to be, you have to definitely be careful with with that, you know. And um, and one thing I can say about Max, and y'all let me know if I'm wrong or right, but he, you know, he was dedicated. He was a dedicated BBW lover. And a SSBW yes. lover, but he never wanted yep. anyone to necessarily do something that they didn't, they weren't comfortable with. Yeah. He never did. He never tried to force you or insinuate none of that. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. And he would talk it through with you first, anyways. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's very good. He was a very good talker. <laughs> he was a patient person because I could not learn how to do this shit. But he was like, you know, mm-hmm. you do one show by yourself one of these days. I'm like, I see talking you through it. I talk you through it as many times. I'm like, you don't have to. Because, you know, I'm a mess with that shit. But I could really see mm-hmm. us in our future being on serious, serious radio. Because mm-hmm. you can say whatever you want to say then. The biggest thing mm-hmm. that we do in that show is I could be myself. Because I talk a yeah. lot of shit. <laughs> and I will say anything. And that's what, the moment he told me I could be as free as I wanted to and not have to say Oh, I mean, I mean, because I hold back a lot of shit every day. So it was like, it was a very fun experience. It is. And I've learned, you know, he taught me a lot. And not only, you know, Beauty, you speak about the different businesses. Okay. Well, we had a travel business together, you know, um, and so now I am a travel agent, you know, because he's like, well, you should get, you should do this and, and you'll be good at this and you'll be good at that. I'm like, okay. And so then I, I went on and got my travel agent certification and I got my IATA number. He did all the work he needed to do to get his IATA number which is for travel agents, you know, your number in order for you to get commissions yourself. And um, that's what the IATA number is. So it's like you, you put that number in, that's your number. You don't have to go through 
Expedia or any of these other places to uh, a third party in order to book and get paid. You get paid straight commissions for yourself. And that's what that's what we were doing. And so it took him about six months to get all of the information and do everything that they required him to do um, to get his IATA number. And whew, he was working. And that was like a lot of, you know, a lot of times people didn't see the the work that went into doing all of these businesses and all this stuff that Max did. But, you know, it was a lot of work to get these shows. Yeah, he was a hustler. He was always into making money. Hustling. He was always, always trying to make money. And encouraging you to do the same. Whatever I was just going to say that. Yep. Very mm-hmm. encouraging. Very encouraging. And he was Very. not he afraid to show, and he was not afraid to show you how to go about doing it. Because, you know, some people get into stuff and they're like, uh, I ain't telling my secret, you know, but he never yep. did that. Never. And mm-hmm. the most likely BBW models, you ask them where'd you get that outfit from. They're not going to tell you. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. They're not going to tell you no secrets. They're not going to tell you how they did this video. They're not going to tell you nothing because it's competition. I'm like, why? You ask Max mm-hmm. how to do something, how he did this. I'll tell you how to do it. I'll show you how to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And he even did that once. Um, one time we did a show, and he it was about exposing. It, it was like uh, pulling the curtain from behind the 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 BBW lens, you know, the the um, – the photo shoots and shit like that. And he was telling all the secrets. And boy, them women was mad as hell. <laughs> they was mad. I'm like, they why were, the fuck? Why? They were exactly. mad. But they were mad as hell. Yeah, and they were the competition they rip you to shreds about. Yep. And, That's why I and never he, knew any of them. I was never friends with any of them. No. And, and he was, um, he was like, if you want, you know, if you want to do this and if you're trying, people don't want to pay you your money. Well, you don't need to get a, you don't need to get no dude to go with you. Get your contracts beforehand. Learn how to read. And he was, he was dropping all this shit. Like, and at the end of that show, I mean, Christy Love was mad. Supreme Diva was mad. All those names at that time, they were mad at him, except for Daphne Daniels. Daphne Daniels took Max's advice. Everything that he said to do, she went and did it. And she was getting paid. And then they couldn't understand why Daphne Daniels was still out here. Because she was fucking Yeah. Yeah. We did a show about that, you know, together too, about, you know, dudes that don't know how to sit there. I would never in my life do some shit without having a contract before. They can tell you whatever they want to tell you once you get there. Do not do shit without signing some papers. Do not tell somebody mm-hmm. to get a slave. They want to be a slave. Do not do that without making a contract. Mm-hmm. But you never know what's going to happen. You may not yep. get paid. Because when I was young, I used to go up my, um, 
I, I, when I first started modeling, my ex used to come with a photo shoot, which is another different sign when you walk in there by yourself, they're different. But when your man walks in there, it's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. They're respectful. Mm-hmm. But that's why you need to get a contract signed before you can do any of that. Yep. Yeah. He was. A lot of girls, they're hungry. When you're hungry and when you're starving for money, you'll fall into any mm-hmm. trap. Yep. Mm-hmm. Any kind of trap. Bam, you fall into that shit because you're hungry. But when they say and you're not people, hungry and you speak like you're not hungry, it's a different story. A lot of people didn't understand where he was. He wasn't trying to shame anybody. He was letting people know, you know, you fucking up the game. That's why the BBW... Uh, the videos and, and the models and shit, y'all not getting paid because there are too many women out here sucking dick for $20. That was him. Getting $20. You sucking dick for $20. You, you're dancing. You're going to post a dance and then instead of getting your money, you getting fucked. No. That's why the... And so you getting your money and getting fucked and not getting paid for getting fucked. But yeah. you didn't pay for that dance. You look that thirty minutes of dancing that you did, but you didn't get right. paid for that fuck. You always gonna get fucked. Like the side, look, I'm a, I'm a masseuse. I'm a professional masseuse. You can, they, they don't wanna fuck you. Mm-hmm. You don't fuck them for free, but you only pay got forty dollars for that uh, massage. And maybe mm-hmm. you didn't get that massage because you was too, you was you bashing in the afterglow of that dick, and they walk out your house. You ain't even been paid. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you not get paid half first? So if they do try to skip out on your ass, you still got some money. But nope, they'll do all that because. Yep. And they let them come to their house. Yep. Do this and do shit in your house. Do not let them motherfuckers come to your house or know where you live. Exactly. That's what asking for it. But nope, exactly. they let them come to their house. You went all, all that shit. That. You people got to know. Yep. Yeah, I mean. And the only ones who get mad are the ones who do that stupid shit. Exactly, exactly, and the ones that would, you know, that had so much mouth and had so much to say, you mad now because there was a shit you was doing, and then you can't figure out why the hell you ain't getting what paid went wrong. now. Yeah. So but once you, you know, got a reputation, you don't get a reputation. Uh huh. And a lot of them got those reputations of being hard to work with and uh, thinking that you are a diva going on set, but you ain't making, you ain't making that kind of money. Like, you know, you going on a set trying to figure out, you know, tell people what to do and how to do and shit like that. But you ain't making that kind of money where you got the ability to do that. Sometimes, and he would be like, sometimes, you got to humble your damn self. I used to love for him to go on the tangent. <laughs> he was and then once the you tangent. did, you, you got to make sure you're doing all this shit. Oh, Victoria called. Okay. Miss Jiggly Puff trying to get in. Okay, thank you. I was just about to click on that, see who that was. Miss Jiggly Puff, that's you? This is me. Hey, how hey, you doing? Hey, lady, I miss you. Hey, hey, ladies. Hey, sweet ladies. How y'all doing? This was, she was Max had to fuss at us all the time because we kept laughing too much in front of the show. So we got the same damn personality. Uh-huh. 
we were talking about we were talking about Max and him talking about people in the and the BBW world and the movies and the videos and the models and you know how he was trying uh-huh. to help how he was trying to help. How did folks. you meet Max? Yeah, I can't remember. How did I meet him? Yeah, how did you? Yeah, I can't remember. He used to um talk. He used to um hit me up. And I guess he used to see the things that I used to put about uh, BBWs, and I think he met me in a um, a feeder group, okay. and that's how he. Uh, and I guess he wanted to talk to me more because when he first met me, when he first talked to me, he was asking me about feederism and uh, and feedies and stuff like that. So he wanted to interview me and put me on about that. So then after that, he he started conversating with me and wanted me to talk more and then put started putting me on um from time to time on his on his show, on a talk show on the radio. So that's how I met him. Okay. He was a go getter. He was. Huh? He was a real go getter. He was. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Come on, when I first uh I didn't even know what happened to because the last time I uh, talked to him he spoke been uh Sending me something, and so I was like, "Well, okay." I was like, "Maybe it take a little while." I was like, "He," I was like, "He hit me up." So I hit him up one time. I said, "Hey, stranger, how you doing?" So he ain't hit me up. I was like, "Oh," I was like, "He must not be on right now." So then, you know, time went by, and I was like, "Well, dog, I ain't heard from my friend in a while." So then that's when um, Erica hit me up. She was like, "Yeah, you know, you heard? Have you heard?" I said, "No, heard about what?" She was like. Max passed. I said, what? He's like, yeah. I said, no, I didn't. No, I said, I was wondering why I never heard from him. Because from time to time, he hit me, how you doing? How your feet are really doing? Or how you doing with this, what you're doing with the BBWs? I said, I'm doing good. You know, he shoot me a line, and that was, you know, you know, like checking on me like from time to time. But, yeah, you know, I knew COVID was going around, but I didn't know, you know, if he stopped being on social media or what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what happened with that was, guys, it happened really, it happened really quickly. Um, yeah. We, <clears throat> it's a lot going on at the time when when Max got sick. Um, mm-hmm. I um. In October, I found out that I had stage four breast cancer, and yes. the cancer had metastasized to my bones and to my liver. And um, we were just in shock, y'all. We were just we we just you know I had been sick for a while, and we didn't know. Um, most of 2021, I had been sick, and we didn't know what was going on. And um, and to find out that I had cancer, it just it just really shocked us. Um, yeah. So, I we went through the holidays, and in January of 2022, um. I 
had to go to have my first round of chemo at Emory Hospital in Atlanta. It was January the 6th. I remember it was a Thursday. Um, and I had chemo that that day, and it took, ooh, it took about 12 hours because I, um, they just basically, they just basically flooded my body with chemo. So it took 12 hours, and I had some uh, chemical, re- I had some adverse reactions, and then they had to stop it, slow it down. So oh it just goodness. took a long, long time. And we um, stayed over in Atlanta that that Thursday night and came home that Friday, and we got sick. Um, I got sick first, I, you know, and at first I thought it was the chemo that weekend. Um, I started vomiting. It was hot, you know, but I'm like, I just had, they just flooded my body with chemo. Um, Saturday, then by Sunday... I had a fever, and Max got sick, too. And he, um, I know I'm saying this real slow. It's just hard, y'all. It's still, it's still very hard. It's been a year. But it's still. Take your time. We're listening. Take your time. Keep going. It's still really hard. Um, But that Sunday, he got a fever. And he started having chills, and he said, something's wrong. And I was like, hey, what's wrong? And I'm doing what you was doing. And he, and it, you know, a lot of people didn't know. I ain't calling him Max. He was Michael to me. Um. Michael was a type 1 diabetic, and at the age of 21, Michael had had a kidney transplant, and he was on anti-rejection medication since he was 21 years old for his kidney. A lot of people Mm -hmm. didn't know, we didn't talk about it, but... You know, those that knew him personally knew. And when he said that he was sick and he had a fever, automatically my antenna went up and I was like, baby, you need to go to the hospital. He's like, I'm okay. I'll be all right. I'm like, no, you need to go to the hospital. And he, he was really... Me finding out that I, us finding out that I had cancer, he was scared. He was really scared, especially knowing that it was bone cancer, and it was in my bones, and it was in my liver. He was really frightened for me, and um, he didn't want to leave me. And, well, you go with me. I'm like, no, baby, you go. I'll be okay. So he went to the, I called 911, 
uh, he went in the ambulance and they took him to the hospital and he was there for like 24 hours the next day Monday um, and he called me and he said hey, I got COVID what and you know Michael was very careful when it came to COVID when they said that he that COVID, you know, how you can catch it, and, and Mike became diligent. You know, he was like, okay, we got to get some masks, hand sanitizer, and you know, he would double. We would go out, and he would double mask. And I do believe that I got it, and I gave it to him. So that's a whole nother level of survivor's guilt. That no, it's so easy to get. Well, I know, but I still felt it, Wayne. And I still do sometimes. I ain't even going to lie. Sometimes I still feel it. But I know he doesn't blame me. And I know it wasn't my fault. But, hell, you can't, you can't help. And I hate being vulnerable like this, but um, but that's what happened. And from January, Michael went back and forth to the hospital like three times. Um, he came home. He came home once. And I had a, uh, he wasn't good. He wasn't good. I'm like, no, baby, you got to go back to the hospital. So I got him back to the hospital. And at the time, COVID was so bad, you know, I couldn't go with him. And mm-hmm. I couldn't do nothing. I was so sick, y'all. Like, my back was so messed up from the lesions of the the cancer. I couldn't even bend down. I could barely walk. Oh, let me take that back. I could hardly walk at all. Barely. I couldn't stand up. Um, So I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even drive because I couldn't get in a car. Um, Then he he went and he came back home. He came home and he was on oxygen. And he just kept sleeping so much. And I'm like, baby, you gotta wake up. You gotta eat. You gotta drink something, Michael. And his sugar was was astronomically high. Cause then his body was fighting. He fought. Oh, he fought so hard. He tried to come home. And no, he did. Um, but he went to the hospital the last time toward the end of the month of January. 
and they put every time he went to the hospital, they wind up putting him in ICU. On a they they um they would sedate him and put him on an insulin drip because his sugar like one time he went in and his sugar was like seven hundred. Mm-hmm. Um. So they put him on an insulin drip and they sedated him and he was in ICU for like a week. And every time, every time he went to the hospital, he would wind up in ICU on the insulin drip and sedated. Then they pulled him out of sedation and he went to a room. But this last time, the COVID had just destroyed his lungs. And he was still in ICU. And they had him on free flowing oxygen. I mean, it was just like. Yeah, it was just like. It, it didn't even. Usually, when they have you on oxygen. They set it on the number, and they they like mm-hmm. put it on two or three or four. They just had him on free flowing oxygen because he he couldn't get any air. You know his his he couldn't breathe on room air, and his saturation mm-hmm. level would just plummet, and he he couldn't breathe. So they put him on, they called me and his mom, and they had to put him on a ventilator. And And they put him on a ventilator. I knew it wasn't good, but I didn't give up on him. Couldn't. I kept praying for him. Kept talking to him. Come on, baby, fight. Okay. And um, Michael had um a heart attack. And um, they lost him. His heart stopped beating. And he kept crashing. And um, they needed to get consent from me to take him to the heart cast lab. They thought, you know, it was a a blockage, and they did a heart cast on him, and um, they thought, you know, maybe that would keep him him stable, and he he would stop crashing, and he did for a little while, and, um, but Mike had already 
started the process of dying. And he went he went down so many times, he crashed so many times that, you know, even if he had of lived, we don't know what if he would have been a vegetable or what type of life he would have had. Yeah. So, um, that was a Sunday night. Sunday night, early Monday morning. And at the hospital, they were like, you know, come and see him. Do you want to see him? And I knew then that my baby was dying. And I got there. Got there about um, 2.30 that morning. They brought me in because they still hadn't, they still wouldn't let the hospital, the hospital was still closed to visitors and stuff. But because he was dying and I called there every day. And I would talk to the nurses, and I would see how he was doing. And I couldn't talk to him because he was sedated and he was on a ventilator. And I told them, when you go in his room, just rub his arm and tell him that Shalonda loves you. So one of the nurses that was there, she um she knew me from doing that and she's like, Won't you come and see him? Can you come and see him? I want you to come and see him. So I got up, I got dressed and I took myself to the hospital and I sat there. about six o'clock that morning. By this time his kidney was not was not functioning. He was having to go on dialysis. They couldn't even do dialysis on him because his blood pressure was too high. His heart kept crashing. So I just sat there and I held his hand and I talked to him. And his mom called because Michael was from Connecticut and he um my baby moved here for me. So about six o'clock that morning, God said, you know, it's done. He told me to leave, and so I I packed up my little self and got back in my car, called his mom, told I said, it doesn't look good. I don't think Michael's going to make it. And I made it home with the bed and... Mike died the next morning. His heart crashed again. 
he coded again. By this time that night, I told his mom that I couldn't make that call. If if he crashed again as his wife, I couldn't make that call. Michael and I were married. We got married in 2016 because I had a cancer scare then. And I wanted him to be able to speak for me because I didn't really have anybody else. So we got married. So I told his mom that I couldn't do it and that she would have to do it if, if to make that decision of him of not resuscitating him, do not resuscitate DNR. And she said, okay. So um, when they called her and told her again that his heart had stopped, she made the decision not to to let him go. And the hospital called me. About eleven thirty that morning, and told me that um, the doctor said that this morning I'm sorry, that your husband passed away at eleven fifteen a.m. this morning. That's what happened. And then, a good man gained his wings. Huh? He didn't pass. It was a good man who gained his wings into a better life. Uh-huh. That's it. Well, a painless life, because I'm pretty sure he had a good life with you. But he has mm-hmm. a carefree and painless life now. Yep. He's not suffering. That's right. And I knew that whole time something was going on, because I called Mike to ask him if he had COVID. A while back, he was like, no, I'm not COVID, I'm all right, because I knew I hadn't heard from him. And this thing I know, my TV started messing up a month later. And then Jelana called me and told me what happened. I'm like, I knew it. My TV was messed up. It kept going on and off, licking on and off. So I knew something had happened. I just didn't know to who. Until she called me. Until she hit me up on Facebook. Yeah. Yep, I am. And she told me, I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, you did. You said he passed away, didn't he? And I, you know, and I tried to, um, I tried to contact as many people as I could. Um, um, His mom, you know, had his body sent back to Bridgeport and be buried, and um, I was too sick to go. So I um, I tried to contact as many, as many people as I could to let them know, um, to say, you know, hey, this is what happened. Um, 
And just honestly, um, <laughs> Michael and I did not exchange passcodes to our phones. Wasn't that we didn't trust each other? We just didn't need to, you know. If if he need to answer my phone, he answered my phone, and vice versa. You know, we just—it was very. There were a lot of things that did not happen because it was just—it was very unexpected, and we had been fighting like hell because we were still um, self quarantining, trying to keep him from getting sick. We didn't, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do anything. We didn't do anything because, you know, if he said, if I get sick, if I get COVID, it ain't going to make it. And when he told me that, and I was like, well, we're going to make sure you don't get COVID. We're going to make sure you we don't. That's a lot. That if yeah. you got COVID, you wasn't going to make it. We used to talk about that shit a lot because he's a high-risk individual. That's why we were so careful. Yep. Yeah, I was got careful it. too, but I still talk COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brown and off You never know what you touch, what you breathe. Yeah. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. Not, like, the, at the front desk, talking to the nurses, and my photographer got home, he was sick. And he was like, God damn, all I did was get a cup of coffee and talk to the nurse at the hospital. And you got it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. How easy it is. That's what happened with that's what happened with us. Like we weren't we weren't going anywhere. Like I was in the hospital in October for three weeks. And you know we came home. That's when I, I was really raging in October. That's when I got mine in October. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I stayed in the hospital for over about almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. People weren't taking it very seriously at first. They were not taking COVID seriously at all. And I think that's why a lot of the germs got spread. Because they were not taking exactly. it seriously as other people were. Exactly. Yeah. I got I it twice. For yourself and others. Seriously? seriously? Yeah. Was the second part yep. worse? Oh. The second time was actually worse than the first. But the first happened oh, in January when they just announced it. I think it started in December. I got in January, and then they didn't start actually talking about it until a couple of months later. But with all of the um, all of the pain that I was in, after learning what the symptoms were, I knew that I had had it, and my husband had had it too. So mm-hmm. it, it was not fun. It was mm-hmm. not fun. I don't wish that on my enemy. You don't have to be Yes, the fuck I do. I am an at-risk individual. I'm an at-risk individual. I know I have fibromyalgia, too, which means I feel pain very easy. Man, I'd be fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm high-risk also, so I understand. It was during the time when that, um, when the mutation Omicron that was, yeah. oh my God. that was when we um that's when we got it when during that time and and when you it was very it was highly contagious it was highly contagious um so you know it's it's been a lot 
it's been a lot, y'all. But I'm here. I'm here. I can't even imagine how you feel, but I do want to extend my thanks again for having me on the list of people that you called because I didn't know what was happening either. And um, yeah. I do appreciate you for letting me know. Oh, you're welcome. I knew I... And that's I the worst part about it, man. That, you know, Beauty, I knew that you and Michael were really close. I, I didn't know y'all knew each other that long, but I knew that you two were very close. And... <laughs> You know, and I've always wanted to, I, I never wanted to be, even even if I pass away, you know, and, and I'm not saying, but I have, can, I have stage four cancer, y'all, and my cancer is active again in my bones, and so I just don't know, but um, I don't want it to just be put out on Facebook. I want someone, you know, to say, okay, she talked to this person a lot, and she talked. So I'm writing that stuff down, and I'm putting that stuff, you know, where it can be found. Call this person. Let this person know, you know, before... Before it's put out on Facebook or anywhere, let this person know. Let because I've lost two really, really close friends, and no one, no one called me and said, "Hey, this is what's happening." I didn't know until I looked on Facebook. Yeah, that's the worst part about COVID. You can't do you can't do the funeral. You can't go see nope. people, and people nope. died alone because you that's know right. if you're um, not a social person, you'll die. Nobody won't even, won't even know unless they just like really really look for you hard because of yep. COVID. Yep. Yeah. That's true. That's why you have to try to keep your best to keep in touch with people, especially if you're not in the best of health, so that somebody will know and not know like ten, twenty years later that what happened to you. Yeah. No, I don't hear people. You know, I'm about to freak out. Yeah. But he was um 
But Max was Michael, whichever one you want to call him. He was um he was an honorary member of my book group. <laughs> um, it's an all female book group, but he was he can't you know, if I went to one of the events well, when I went to the event, he would go with me, and he would sit there, and he would wait, and, you know, all that stuff, and so the the woman that runs the book group, Fonda, she said, well, we have our first, um, what's that noise? Is that somebody washing dishes? Yeah. I can hear you. It's very loud. I can hear you washing dishes. Yeah. Can't can't do that cuz it's going to pick up. It's going to be very loud. I can hear you. Um but um so she made him a um uh, an honorary black pearl. You know, cuz he was <laughs> <laughs> Because he was always at the events. And not only was he always at the events, but a lot of the times um, he would read, you know, I'm reading the books, I'm listening to the audio books, and he would he would participate. He would have an opinion. Um, you know, so, yeah, he, he was he was very fun. He was, he had such a wicked sense of humor, but he could also be very literal. <laughs> And so you um you have you had I had to be like okay babe I didn't mean that literally and he's like <laughs> oh okay I thought I'm like really Michael really like well I didn't know <laughs> you know so um but he was but he was so funny. And um, he loved to be entertained. So <laughs> that was right up that Leo Alley for me. Um, mm. I had the ability to entertain him on a regular basis. <laughs> um, <laughs> doing different things and practicing my stand-up. You know, I was going to be a... Um, I told him, I said, I want to be a stand-up comedian. And he was like, okay, go for it. Tell me a joke. Make me laugh. And so I would practice my jokes and my stand-up routine. And he would be like, oh, you're getting better. Yeah, you're doing good. That's pretty good. Yeah, that was a good one. That made me laugh. So um, we had we had a lot of fun together. Um, he opened the world up to me a lot. And he taught me a lot of things. And um, I will forever be grateful for him coming into my world, coming into my life. And, um, yeah, that's my bag. <laughs> that's my bag. That's my bag. That's what I called him all the time, Bay. He's like, Lord, what? Bay, 
What you doing? Sometimes he'd be on the phone with Swing, and Swing, I hear Swing say, "Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Who's she calling? <laughs> hey, she calling you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, where you at? So, <laughs> um, so yeah, we had we had a lot of fun together. We um. We lived, we lived a lifetime in almost 10 years. Like, people would see us. And like y'all said, he's very patient. He was the patient in our relationship, not me. He he was the patient one. He was, yeah, he had that. Um, and he has his aunts. He has, a, he has a couple of aunts. But he has one aunt that lives in um, Maryland. Um and she's deaf, and um, he don't play about Aunt Desi. His name is Desiree. He does not play about Aunt Desi. He was very protective of his Aunt Desi. Um, I can see why, because she's such a sweetheart. Um, and he was so excited. He's like, oh, we're going to go, because we, we went to Maryland, for Christmas in 2019, and uh, well, right after Christmas, a couple of days after Christmas, and uh, he's like, um, Aunt Desi wants us to come to Maryland and stay with her till New Year, and then we're gonna go on to Connecticut. I'm like, okay. And um, you gonna love Aunt Desi. You gonna love Aunt Desi. Da 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 da. Aunt Desi this. Aunt Desi this. Aunt Desi that. Da 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 da. And I'm like, and so he's like. She's gonna give you a nickname, and you know he was he was showing me sign language because he knew sign language. Um, hmm. He was a chef. Y'all didn't know that, did you? No. Michael mm-hmm. graduated. He claimed he was. Like, I, I don't, don't know. know that. That. Oh, girl, no, he could cook. <laughs> Baby could cook. He could burn. <laughs> mm. Now he. He was a really good cook. Now, when it came to baking, no. But when it came to cooking, yeah. Because he taught me how to fry chicken. I didn't know how to fry chicken. I was scared to fry chicken. Yeah. He taught me how to fry chicken. Yes. So you did it sprinkle and run. (laughs) Okay, first time I'm saying it out loud, I don't know how to fry chicken either. (laughs) Yeah. Uh-uh. We do a live show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, frying some chicken. Yeah. Tell me how to fry chicken. Um, what else did he teach me how when it came to cooking? Because I have this, I like eating meat, but I don't like touching meat. So mm. it, it's a very weird thing. So um, <laughs> I don't know. But um yeah, he went to he went to culinary school and he graduated. He um when he had his kidney transplant, he he like the kidney that he wound up getting was actually the second one because the first one he missed because um they didn't answer the phone. And he was in culinary school. So 
he had had his kidney transplant, and he had to, he was around the time that he was getting ready to graduate, and he had to do you know they they make you do this test and you have to run a whole restaurant basically, and so he had to take the exam and um he he said my chef was like no no you don't need to come in you just had a kidney transplant because he had to be basically quarantined for like 90 days or so Mm -hmm. and um but he was like "Uh uh-uh no i paid too much money and he was cheap oh my baby was cheap
say I'm not my husband. Um, and I don't I don't care, you know, so it doesn't matter. Um I don't compare, but I know that he no one ever treated me like he did. Like they just won't. I, I just don't believe that serendipity happens like that twice, you know? So but it's okay. <laughs> um, I did get asked would I ever get married again and I'm like, I don't know. Um I didn't want to get married at all, but you know, Mike changed my mind. He made me look at marriage. I enjoyed being married to him. I'll put it that way. I I I enjoyed being his wife. Um he was not one of those men, oh, you got to cook and clean for me and da, 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 and all that. He wasn't that kind of man at all in marriage. He was, um, we had a partnership, had a partnership. you know, so mm-hmm. we looked at each other mm-hmm. as partners. It was, it was a definite mm-hmm. special kind of love that we, that we shared with each other. So, um, I will forever be grateful for that love to have been a, a to experience that love, that kind of love from um, from a man. You know, you don't get that often. Where your husband prays over you, you know, and and he prays for you, and you pray for each other. Um, so that was the kind of relationship that we had and we fought but you know <laughs> but we were never disrespectful to each other never and um it was always important to me that we never went to bed angry at each other now he didn't always agree with it but he went with it you know it's like I'm still <laughs> mad but Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm I'm sleepy now. Can we can we make up? No, I'm still mad. But we have a rule, Mike. <laughs> yeah, we we this is the rule. I can't go to bed if we mad at each other. So uh, I'm tired now, so well I forgive you. Okay. Or well, I'm not mad at you anymore. Go to bed. I love you. I love you too. But I'm still mad. I'm gonna be mad tomorrow. I ain't gonna talk to you, okay? <laughs> okay. 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 All right. But I'm going to bed now. Yeah, okay. Um, so you know, we we definitely <laughs> we have a lot in common. Had a lot in common. That's beautiful. It was. It was. It was a beautiful relationship. It was. Yeah. And to think it almost never happened because um, he did not want. He did not want to be in a long term relationship with anybody because he was because of his diabetes. Like he had. He had been a type one diabetic since he was three years old. And uh, unfortunately, 
Michael was going blind and he did not want to be a burden on anyone or me. And so we almost didn't get together. Um, he was like, uh, I, I, I told him, I like you. I like you more than a friend. He was like, I'm not really looking for, I like you too, but I'm not really looking for anything like that. We can be friends, though. He and thought I, he was someone's burden, but he actually was your blessing. Yep. Uh-huh. He was. And um, I was like, I have enough friends. I don't need any friends. So um, I'm just going to have to cut this off. I don't. And so we didn't talk for about two, almost three weeks. And uh, out of the blue, he called me. And he's like, well, you really ain't going to talk to me no more, huh? No. And um, you want to come to Connecticut? I'm like, for what? See me. Okay. So that's, <laughs> that's how it happened. I was supposed to fly into New York to Connecticut, fly into New York and meet him in New York, and then we were going to go on to Connecticut. Well, my country ass got scared because I had never flown before, and I couldn't get on the plane. I can respect that. <laughs> I can respect that fully. So I called him, well, he was like, you know, he didn't have his phone, and he was traveling from Connecticut to New York, and he he, he didn't have his phone on or something, which it was, he had a bad habit of that, y'all, very bad, of not turn. he would turn his phone off or put it on do not disturb, and then the next day not put it back on. And it would just be off. Do not be on. And he wouldn't hear it ring. And I'm like, what the hell? You gotta stop that. So, um, but I called him. He he was at the airport. He's like, where are you? Your 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 plane is, and you're not here. Where are you? What happened? And I'm like, Michael, I was scared. Huh? I couldn't get on the plane. I was scared. <laughs> so he was like, have you ever flown before? I'm like, no. Oh, damn. <laughs> so he was in New York and he got a plane. He got a ticket and he flew into Atlanta to get me. And then. Stop it. No. No. Wow. He flew from New York to Atlanta to Georgia to get me. And we got on the plane together and went to New York and drove from New York to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And oh, that, that was time. Man right there. Yeah. That was a determined man right there. You know? And That's that called kind true of, love. That submitted, exactly. yeah, that submitted our... Once you found that thing. person, you will stop her nothing. <laughs> yeah. She probably would have walked there if you could have. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. And 
Um, and the way that he came to, to stay here in Georgia, like 2014, he came for Thanksgiving. <laughs> he came for Thanksgiving and he was going to leave and go back home. Well, he got here. And then Thanksgiving rolled into Christmas. And then Christmas rolled into New Year. And then New Year rolled into Valentine's. Hmm. And then it was March. And then it was April. And I'm like, are you going home? Every month I would say, I got you going home. Are you going home? Mm, I will eventually. So when it got to be April, I said, so you just live here now? I mean, I can if you want me to. Okay. <laughs> you might as well. <laughs> and so he said, I got well, you now. Yeah, so May, he finally went back. He, like, he called his mom. He's like, uh-uh, Ma, I got a girlfriend and I'm moving to Georgia. What? I got a girlfriend. Don't <laughs> <laughs> say that. She just like you doing. But what? I never did any work. <laughs> I'm moving to Georgia. I mean, she had she had lived with someone before in Maryland, so it wasn't you know. But when he said Georgia, that was like Georgia. <laughs> And um, yeah, that's how. And he said, "I'm I'm gonna go home in May." He went home in May. He's like, "I gotta go home. I gotta take care of some things, and uh, I'll be back in July, and I'll be here permanently in July." And that was 2014, and he'd been here ever since. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. That was my bae. <laughs> that was my bae. Yeah. How, that's how we got together. It was fun. It was good. Um, like I said, it was it was a good relationship. It was a very it was a very adult relationship, you know? It was very adult. Um, compromising and um sicknesses and, and health issues on both of our parts and it it was definitely a partnership and that's what I tell people you know you have to speak what you want and be what you want you know if you want a partner you want a partnership then you have to do that and you have to be willing to give that and so if you can't and you don't, then you're not gonna necessarily get it. And it has to be some, it has to be a discussion that you both have to have um, expectations and wants, and um, definitely have to have that. You know, be willing to compromise, <laughs> not give so much of yourself and get nothing in return, but a fair trade and 
that's what we had. We we really took care of each other. And it was and his mother, I she and I are still in contact. We we still talk to each other, check in on each other. Um and to have her to say to me, you know, thank you. And I'm like, what are you thanking me for? She thanked me for taking care of her son. I loved how you and Michael took care of each other. I I loved that. Thank you for taking care of my son. That was beautiful. It was. Mm -hmm. It, It touched me so much. Um, yeah, that, that was beautiful of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, so she'll Especially always. Especially for a mother like, of a son. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't interrupt. No, that's okay. She knew, she knew, she knew how, who her son, her son was, and for some yeah. somebody to accept him, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people probably look past him because of what he had, and for someone to accept yeah. someone, mm-hmm. she knew that you was a genuine person. Mm-hmm. And that why that that's why she thanked you for taking her son and loving him for who he was. That's the true meaning of loving someone for who they are. Um, yeah, exactly. That's the type of relationship you don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, loving someone for who they are. Exactly. And you know he he was a good man and. He made it easy, you know. We, of course, we two, mm-hmm. you know, we're two different people trying to make a life together. And of course, there are moments where we we had issues, but we loved each other enough and respected each other enough to move past. Because we both said, "This is it. Yeah, this is it. I'm, I ain't trying to look for nothing else. <laughs> trying to do nothing else." I don't put in too much time and effort in you, woman. I ain't I, I, hell. <laughs> I don't. I, no, I'm done. <laughs> so, you done moved all the way to Georgia. You ain't getting rid of him. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. Well, you ain't going no damn. Uh-huh. You said you said you throw him out. Uh uh. He wasn't going no. We gonna we know everything about each other. He already had made. He already had made well, his bed before he officially moved in. Every state we ain't never over. <laughs> if I go out, he ain't playing you over. before y'all got together. So yeah. you were going to. I didn't want to go nowhere anyway. <laughs> uh-uh. I showed it. I was funny, and my best friend she always picks at me because so she was say. When I first met you, and I was like, oh, who is that man? And she said, you looked at me and you said, um, my husband. <laughs> That's how you said it, too, my husband. Oh, yeah, this my, is this my husband, Michael. <laughs> I I wasn't that bad, was I? <laughs> yes. But it's okay. It was cute. <laughs> she like, it's okay. It was cute. I was like, wow. Was I that bad? Girl, yes, honey. Yes. <laughs> my husband. Well, I have to check with my husband. 
And then I think about it, and, and I'll be dang if he didn't say, will you stop saying that? I'm like, what? People know we're married. You don't have to say that. Why? Say what? My husband. I said, I say that. Like, yeah, you say that all the time. You don't have to say that. People, just say it one time. You ain't got to keep repeating it. They know who I am. (laughs) I'm proud to call you my husband. Okay. (laughs) Good morning, husband. You want something to eat, husband? Uh-huh. You want me to fix your face? You want a glass of water, husband? We need extra tissues, husband. That's why I was. Oh, that's funny. I have to. You can you go so and so? Do you want to do such a girl? Let me check with my husband. <laughs> that's okay. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> I don't want to know. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> no H words for you. <laughs> if you gotta do all that, she would be like my friend. Like you gotta do all that. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> so now I'm calling him. His name is Tim. Tim. Never mind. Just call him name. That's my husband, honey. I just have to. I have to see if he okay with that, Coach. You know. Oh, honey. Oh. oh. <laughs> and my best friend. I had another best friend. And my best friend. Vomit in my mouth. No. <laughs> I had another uh, my best friend. She passed away about what? She, when did she die? Twenty sixteen. My best friend then. And um, around that time, we had you know, she died. Let's see. We had gotten married, and then later on in the end of the toward the end of the year, my um, my friend passed away. She had a heart attack, and so. I told her, I said, one day she was talking to me, and she's like, we haven't had a girl's day in a long time since you got married, since you got in a relationship. We, you just don't go out no more. We need to go do something. I was like, okay, where do you want to go? Um, let's go Friday. Oh, wait. Girl, I got to check with my husband and see what. <laughs> <laughs> and bitch, that will punch you in the throat. <laughs> yeah, get it. You're like, you gotta do what? I said, girl, I gotta check with my husband first, cause he said that we had. You gotta check with a man before you do something. Where is my friend? Where is that sassy ass friend of mine? What cause? This is not her. What has he done? Oh my God! That <laughs> was I could tell people that, and they and they almost believe it. So I tried to use that as an excuse one time for not going somewhere with the girl, and um, I told my best friend, and she was like, "You lying bitch! You just don't want to go because you would never." <laughs> I'm like what? I said, you lying bitch! You, you just don't want to go. You don't leave the house. <laughs> like, Why well, can't have a bed? You got a man, you still would go. Just be spiteful. Like, you beating shit. 
know it. <laughs> oh, I, I, well, that's a friend. They call you on your stuff. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes. I, I have one that calls me on my stuff now. And I'm like, you got to be special to me to, 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 to chin check me. Get off in my ass like that. I mean, my God. <laughs> You just, one day she just got out, like, she just, I was sitting in here, and I was having the biggest pity party, and she's like, bitch, stop. I was like, but I'm crying. I'm crying. Don't you hear me crying? Yes, I hear you crying, but, girl, I am not moved by them tears, so let me tell you something. Yes, you may have passed away. Yes, girl, but let me tell you something. That nigga love your yesterday draw, girl. Shut up. You don't even realize. <laughs> Bitch, I'm not feeling sorry for you. <laughs> um, girl, keep on crying, but I am not feeling sorry. Well, damn. Oh, my God. Why would you say that like that to me? You know, Flabbergasted. My friend Pat. Pat was like, one time my friend Pat be like, "Look, Eric, I'm sorry. Okay, I tried to say everything I could to make you feel better, and it's not working, so I have to go." I'm like, what? Yeah. I was upset and hurt. No, I'm sorry. I've, I've tried everything that I could possibly say to you. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. I'm sorry. I apologize to you for being sad. Right. Like, damn. That does not get back to your senses, though. Like, I mean, what, what the fuck am I upset about? It does. It does. It really Everyone needs a friend really like that. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have something to think about. Once you think about how small your stuff is, that you can get over it, there are solutions. It takes it a lot. It takes it back a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really does. You're going to miss that person, but think about the good things, what, what mm-hmm. they're leaving behind in this world. Like, this world mm-hmm. is going to shit right now because people don't want to work together. You're away from that. That person is away from that pain, away from that yep. anger, away from that sickness. Be practical, for them, you know. Yep. And I'll see you soon. Yeah. I will see you soon. Yeah. You definitely have to take that that point of view and, and look at it. But it takes you a minute to get there. I ain't going to lie now. <laughs> it does. It does. It takes a minute but to get there. I still have there. a problem with sickness and death. And, you know, you just got to try to beat it. If you know you've been, you've done everything you can for that person, I've mm-hmm. learned that it's okay. If you, if you, if you, if you leave this world, I know I've done everything for you. And I've left, yeah. I, for my, for my funeral, I leave an instruction. My best friends will walk around the room with everybody who I know that they never met before. And I ain't never said shit about, don't you cry at my funeral. Suck that exactly. shit up. You ain't seen her in 20 years. Like, that being mm-hmm. right there. Right there, right there. Mm-hmm. You know she ain't been mm-hmm. no one. You ain't never heard me talk about her. Don't cry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I said, too. I mean, I am I am definitely, I mean, I'm not claiming anything, but I am putting those instructions away, and I've, I've roped them out because I know what I want, and I don't want people giving uh-huh. me bullshit that I don't want and I done told my friend I'm like I want you hey I want all y'all for whoever wants to smoke one I want all y'all to be out there smoke light up them damn trees 
And for those that don't smoke, get your ass some of them Delta 8 gummies and some CB and, and just zone the fuck out. Okay? Cause there you go. That's, yep. That's what your girl been doing. I'm going to be right there watching. I watching all the fake tears and shit. And I be laughing at shit that I wrote on my own obituary to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. He said, "Fuck all y'all. <laughs> you have to read all this. Read all this shit. Oh, the read times. My All this shit. Good. He said, "Fuck all y'all haters." <laughs> mm-hmm. Kiss my Kiss ass. Fat black ass. My entire ass. <laughs> exactly. All to the crack part.
We can sit in that bag. And my baby dog. <laughs> we all going together. Oh, my goodness. Put oh, the Jolly Ranchers on top, just in case. So when I get the munchies, put the Jolly Ranchers with the popcorn on top. <laughs> 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 you didn't want to say Jolly Ranchers. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. On my birthday, look, on my birthday, just stick a blood down in there on my birthday. That's mm-hmm. what I'm Moat one for me. It's, you know. Mm-hmm. And please don't be pouring out no liquor for me because that's just being wasted. Uh-uh, I don't want no liquor. I can't drink it. I can't drink it. I wasn't making no mud pass. I shit that my ass is hard as hell. Nuh-uh. <laughs> if you knew me better, you know I can't drink. Just, just dab the arm blown out. Just dab the blood out and you find it on my face. <laughs> Like, what? It's a lot of things we do about it. Yep. It's a lot of things, right? 
Ask your lady on today. They're going to put my whole pay cream up with me sucking dick and everything right there. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> he did the damn thing. Look at him put that dick. He did the damn thing. It will work. She put the work in on that one. Oh, boy. I'm going to be a sinner to remember. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, okay. We... We ran out of time. We are. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Max picked me so we could have fun. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was a good show. Um, it's a good thing, though. It is. Yeah. It really is. So I think we think we did him proud. What you think, Sway? Yes, he'll be very proud. I think he will. So. Okay, what we got coming up next? Oh, we're going to do a relationship show. Queen and I are going to be doing a relationship panel show. So look, y'all need to stop playing scared, okay? If you in your 20s, your late 20s, because we don't want to deal with y'all at 21-year-old, 25, we ain't talking to y'all. But if you're in your late 20s, early 30s, in your 40s and your 50s and you out here trying to get your back broke or you out here breaking back, dude, hit me up. We want you on the show. We want to talk about some things. We want to get the discussion going about relationships in this year of 2023. We got some questions Mm -hmm. to ask. It's going to be an open forum. We're going to ask some questions of each other, men. We want men and women. Men, you ask us some questions. Ladies, we're going to ask these men some questions. And we're just going to have a good time. Now, if you don't have a sense of humor and you can't laugh at some shit, don't come calling me because I will cuss your ass out on air. <laughs> I learned from the best. Matt Price. We'll cuss your ass out on air, and so will I. Okay, so don't don't play them games. If you ain't got enough ego to play around and just chill out a little bit and have some fun, don't 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 email me talking talking that shit. If you one of them dudes talking about, I want my woman to submit, suck my dick, and cook my food. Please pass me that. I wish I hope we did get a call. I hope we did get one now. Woo! Cause those are the ones I love to talk to and figure out what's going on with their brains. Nothing. <laughs> what are you doing to make me do this? Suck your dick while I'm cooking a sausage. Well, let me know. Well. So, if you want to be on our relationship panel, please email me. At Tasty Cake seven seven four two at gmail and put in reference to relationship panel so I know that you're not just some weirdo emailing me. <laughs> that go for women too, cause it be some weird ass. 
women be trying to get my cookie. I can't mm-hmm. do nothing. <laughs> they want a cake. Yeah, because I'm, I'm said I'm a tasty cake. She want to taste my cake. I can't. No, thanks. Appreciate it. It's only no. a specialty cake. I don't give out specialty cakes like that. No. Mm-mm. Can't do that. And um, also, I have a show coming up. We're going to be talking about cancer. Yeah, we are. So I am going to interview, um, it's an organization here, a community-based organization here in my town called Cancer Navigators. I am going to get them. First, we got to see if they are, if the the women in the um, organization in the office are able to clear, to talk on air about things, but we're going to talk about, talk to them about what cancer navigators do, how they do, why they do what they do, and how it benefits, because it's not just for women, it's for men. It's a community cancer organization. Um, And I'm just going to give my own experience through Cancer Navigators, because I've been with Cancer Navigators since um, April of 2022, um, and they've really helped me. So I need, I want people to understand, so if you are diagnosed with cancer, it's not a death sentence. I know it may feel like that, and that's okay. You feel what the hell you feel. I understand. Been there, done that, still doing it. But know that when you wake up and you get up, there are organizations and there are people out there that are wanting and willing to help you. Take the help. And I am speaking this to the people in my community, the black people in my community, black women, black men, especially black women that are suffering from breast cancer. Baby, don't do Mm -hmm. this by yourself. You don't have to do it alone, okay? It's help out there for us. Put that damn strong black woman moniker down and realize that it's okay. You need help. And there are people and organizations that are willing to help you. You just got to know where they are, first of all, and you got to ask for it. So those are two shows that are coming up. On Night Talks with Sasha. I told you, I'm bringing the heat. All 2020. Very much needed, Joe. Yes. Bringing the motherfucking heat. So, you know, do what you do. I want to thank, I want to thank Beauty. Thank you for coming on. I love you, Mama. Thank you for having me. I love you, too. And Miss Jigglypuff, thank you, Ma, for coming. And we got to do this again, y'all. Swing, as always, you know, you my girl. Thank you. I will be here. Yeah. This is a damn good show. I'm glad that that we got the chance to this. I feel good about it. And, um, yeah, my baby's happy. I feel it. He's he's proud of me. And I always wanted to make him proud. So sweet. Um, but thank you all for tuning in to Remembering Max Rice. Um, I am your girl, your diva, 
Sasha. This is my co-host, Mrs. Swing. Don't forget it, okay? We are going to double team that ass. (laughs) I had a moment. (laughs) So, again, if you want to be on the show, I hate repeating myself, but if you want to be on the show, let me know. Now, if I got to go out here picking people, I'm going to pick people's that I want, and they may not be the people that one you want to hear from. You got a person to ask? I got a person. Franny, uh, her name's Franny. She will okay. be awesome. Okay. Great. She will be so, just fine. So far, I got two men that I know that's gonna, that'll be open to answering those yeah, questions. I think I may have one guy. He's very, we, we, we debate a lot about relationship stuff. Because okay. he feels like he's a relationship person, but he's not really a relationship person. But he doesn't uh, know he's not a relationship person. So I'm just going to convince mm-hmm. him. He's very eloquent, but he's not a relationship person. Just hearing him pop your nose, you're not a relationship person. You're not eating. You're a single person who just doesn't like to be alone. He doesn't know that though. Oh, so he needs to be yeah, he's one of those people. He, right. Yeah, that you are not a really a relationship person. You just don't know it. Yeah, you're not relationship material. Yeah, you're not because you just like to be. You like to be on the road. He was married to his wife for I don't know how long, but he was on the road more. He like he just love to be on the road. He just love to be on the road. And he'll go home for a little while, but he always gets jobs on the road. I'm like, how are you, how's your marriage even lasting? You got a big-ass house that you don't never go to. You let her family move in. You're not really a relationship person. And he wanted to marry me when he was in Kuwait because he doesn't like to be alone. I was not the first person he proposed to, and I knew that. Mm. I'll pay for your this. I'll pay for your trip. I'll to Kuwait. I'm not going to go no hot-ass Kuwait just because you're lonely. Girl, and he's a truck driver. Come on the road with him for six weeks while your wife at home in the big house. You're not relationship material, sir. Yeah, see, and, and yeah, I'm trying to get him, y'all. Okay, because I, there are a lot of men. Like, there's one that I, you know, that I I'm conversing with. That's all. Because first of all, he in Chicago, so I ain't trying to go to Chicago. It's cold, and he young. He's 29. I ain't trying to go. But I enjoy, I want to play with him, though. Like, you know, I want to play with him. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I told him, like, I want a companion. Like, I'm at that age. I'm 45, baby. I know what it's like to be married. I'm not trying to marry you. I don't know if I want to be married again. I don't know if I if I want to do that. So I want companionship. I want to, and then it was Most one. Most Yeah, and it was one, and like I was talking to him, and I was telling him the other day. You know, he's like, oh no, you you don't want this. You you scared? I'm like, I'm scared of what? What are you talking about? I'm like, how am I scared? Oh, I've seen dick before, and I've had dick before. What's, what's so terrifying about this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, 
tell it. And, and if, if I was so scared, why would I? Why would I come on to you first? They don't believe that shit. They don't believe it. They feel like they're just gonna be the one that's gonna turn you. No, I seen them all. Peel dick shit out, shoot out gold. Then I, I, I'm gonna kidnap your ass then because I need that gold. Come. Exactly. Yeah, I can send that. Can the while it's up in my pussy? Ooh. Is your phone magnificent and magical? Ooh. It might be. But that most of the dick that disappoint you. The ones that brag, this is the they disappoint you. Mm. Real talk. Mm. <laughs> I ain't gonna have my clitoris mad at me on the way home. I know. Like, you told me. I mean, <laughs> the cookie be all throbbing and sloppy toppy and all that shit, and then it's like, like this is good for the rest of the day. It don't even work no more. I can't pee right. Uh uh-uh. uh. Shit is crazy. Uh, you said we were going to do something. I thought we was, okay? I thought we said something. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, I'm going to give you this dick. Oh, uh, okay. That should make you want to file charges. He lied to me. <laughs> he told me that it was going to be something great. Your honor. Yes, of course. You're my new best friend. Hey, <laughs> bitch, what? He said it was going to be three hours, your honor, but it was 15 minutes and he got mad. I was mad too, your honor. <laughs> <laughs> is he a dope? I had to go to couple therapy. You know that's what you know that's what Judge Mathis gonna ask if he was a dope fiend. That's why mm-hmm. I'm the last. <laughs> yeah. I need pain and suffering because I hadn't had sex in six months, and he promised me all these fireworks. Mm. It was a match, a wet match, Your Honor. Hmm. You know, it always reminds me of that part in the clumps where Grandma Clumps talk about um, the steady. Yo, noodle reminds me of the steady cleaver. You know? (laughs) 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 Anyway. (laughs) Let's all go. This is what we talk about. Yeah, we this just need a, we need a blooper reel. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll have to edit this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> you got some work ahead of you. Don't take away from the authenticity of the show. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the authenticity. I'm going to have to go and edit a little bit, so... Look, my fans expect look, my fans expecting your fuck come and shit like at least twelve times, so they know it's really me. Oh, but I gotta say, fuck come and shit a lot. Yep, that's mm. a that's a right there. <laughs> All right, ladies, this has been wonderful, but I do have to go. Yeah, um, we thank you for coming. Thank oh, you for thank showing you for having our me. Thank you for having me. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, Call so, me later, so I chat. I'm going to let you know when I talk to my people. Okay. And um, I'm going to work on it. So 
Y'all have a good weekend. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe. I have no other words of wisdom for you out there, uh, Sasha Land gang people. So just do you. Royal so condom. And my final words are get as much dick as possible. Yeah, and wear condoms. We got enough. And right. wear condoms first. Yeah. You know, you got that super gonorrhea bug that's rolling around? Oh, my God. No telling. It is. But anyway, I, that's a whole nother episode. So, have a good night. Love y'all. Peace. Bye-bye. <laughs>